Retro Blist is from here on out dedicated to Jane Franklin. The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Scientist Trevor. What is it, Scientist Johnny? I finally got the last body part we need. To create our own monster? That's right, let's sew them together. And there's a lightning storm tonight. This is gonna be brilliant. Brilliant! Storm's coming. Here it goes. Alright, hit the switch! It's alive! It's on! Oh, wait, wait, wait. We didn't put a head. We don't have a head. We don't have a head. Oh, man. Alright, hit the switch. We gotta find it. I thought I had a head laying around here somewhere. Didn't I get a head? Mom always said we'll never get a head in love. Man, she was right. Don't I. I hate to say it, but can we substitute something for a head? Oh, let's look around the, the lab here and see what we got. Alright. Uh, use beakers. That won't work. No. Graduated cylinder. It's too smart for us. No. We didn't need to graduate. Um, uh, more science and supplies. That's not Can't think of any words. Trevor, no. hear me out. Okay. What about this bucket of chicken we're going to eat for dinner? Man, I was really wanting to eat it. I'm hungry too, but this is, more, this is science. It, it's worth it. Alright, let's put it on there. I'm gonna sew this bucket of chicken. Kentucky uh, Fried Frankenstein. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Alright, the storm's coming back. Trevor, hit the switch! It's alive for real this time! Oh, man. It's alive! It's hideous! It's. Man, it smells good though. Original recipe. Oh man, it smells great. He can move around. He can, oh man. What's he doing with that giant drumstick in his hand? I don't know. He's. Oh! Ow! He's ow, beating ow. me with it! Ow. Good lord, that's gruesome. Oh, we gotta take this. We gotta take this monster out. Alright, here's a shotgun. Oh man. Uh, don't, Trevor. Wait, wait, wait. You could you could hit the chicken. Sorry, I was throwing off my <laughs> shotgun. It sounded sick. Let me try that again. There we go. <laughs> it didn't sound any better to me. <laughs> but don't shoot. You'll hit the chicken. Uh, well, I have another idea. What's that? We can eat our way to death. <laughs> to its death. <laughs> we can eat the Kentucky Fried Frankenstein. Sadly, I think both will be true. But let's do it. <laughs> Alright. Get the leg. I get a thigh. Um, the flank meat. Um, favorite part, the breast. Mm -hmm. um, um, I'm very immature. Um, I always uh, prefer an original recipe to um, crispy. No. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you got any coleslaw? Oh, man, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> well, I do want coleslaw. <laughs> oh, no, oh, so well. What's this in his pockets? Is he happy to see me, or is it a podcast? It's a podcast. Trevor, it's Retro Blist! <laughs> Thank you.
win some, you lose some. Yeah, we lost, as usual. Welcome to a very spooky episode of Retro Blist. It's only a week after Halloween when you will hear this. <laughs> hey, but we're recording before Halloween, barely. That's right, so we're still going to count it. <laughs> yeah. This will be our Halloween extrava bonanza. Boo. Bonanza. Uh, we got some special treats in store for mm. you. Uh, we're going to cover a game like we always do. Uh, um, and and we're going to eat on mic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. More chewing sounds on the microphone. That's what we do. Uh, you're going to get double it, too, because we just uh, did that in the opening skit. All right. But then we're going to do it for real later. Uh, we, we're doing a, real, a true, for real serious, and you know it's serious because I said for real serious. Yeah. Uh, scientific study later on in this oh. episode. Johnny, I think I want to get everybody in the mood to start out with. Okay. I should have mentioned this to you, and I meant to, but we are terrible at planning. That's right. So instead of shilling our new revised and revamped Patreon, uh-huh. I'm just going to go on there and read a comment from uh, one of our patrons. Okay. So Michael Thompson mm-hmm. went and watched our top five scares list. Oh, yeah. Where we listed off our top five scary things ever in our lives and he provided his own story oh okay oh by the way if you want to listen to that or see the video check out retro bliss on patreon uh we do top five lists every month and other episodes and if you want to see our ugly faces you just got to pay a little bit more (laughs) yeah we lock our video content behind a paywall (laughs) only fans (laughs) (laughs) retro bliss at patreon but michael thompson said In response, this was his creepiest story. Okay. He said, I was around 14 years old and I lived in a slightly older house with creaky floorboards. Creak. And a series of unexplainable noises. I just disregarded them as it's an old house. They do that. Like the sound of a door closing, footsteps, that sort of thing. And he says, I knew the wind would blow under the house and that could cause the timber to shift. It never even bothered me. Until one day, I was in the living room watching TV. The back room in the house. I was the only one home. I heard a key in the front door. I heard the front door open. Footsteps down the hall. Creaking floorboards. Footsteps in the kitchen. It's a, it's a wet kitchen. <laughs> the kitchen was right next to where I was. I could very clearly hear the fridge open. I heard water run into the sink. For more context, the sink was in arm's reach of me. Whoever it was could reach out across and grab my hair. I called out, hey! Hey! No response. No sound. It was dead quiet. At this point, my heart started to race. I assumed maybe my brother was playing a trick. It's going to jump out at any moment. But no, I slowly moved through the house to look for him. The reality was much, much creepier. I was all alone. Nobody had entered the house. Nobody would come home for hours. It was just me. And whatever caused that sequence of sounds. 
man, we're really that's good. It. We're really good at reading. And, we are, yeah. And adding atmosphere. That's, that is that's spooky. That is spooky, and everything you added made it so much scarier. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did you notice how I made the kitchen floor wet? I was very proud of that. That is very good. <laughs> I can't think of anyone who could do better. <laughs> Uh, well, Johnny, happy Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween to you as well. And happy Halloween to all you blisters out there. Uh, well, happy. hope you had a happy Halloween. This is in the past. I don't know how to talk. <laughs> I hope you had a happy Halloween and a safe one. Thank you for listening to us. Trevor, what game did we play today? Splatterhouse, one Paku Graffiti. One Paku Graffiti. Which, if you've never heard of it, that's because it never came out in North America. This is a first for us. That's right. This is a Famicom-only release. Famicom-only. And if you're brand new to life, the Famicom is basically the Japanese NES. And... It is the Japanese NES, right? Yeah. I'm just saying. If you really know nothing about gaming history... Just yeah. so you know, it's basically the NES. It's basically the NES. Uh, we played my actual cartridge just using a little simple adapter where you can play it on NES. After we figured out our shortcuts. <laughs> After we figured out how to plug the video cable into the audio. Yeah, but we Anybody could do it. I'm not losing my mind. No. It's not early Losing my mind. I could... What the hell's that song go? <laughs> Somebody tell me I'm fine. Yeah, there nothing's we go. Nothing's okay, nothing's all right. Nothing's okay, nothing's all right. Cut my life into pieces. There we go. <laughs> uh, speaking of cutting our life into pieces, um, this is the second game in the Splatterhouse series. Only the second. That surprised me. How many? How many? Is this in the Blitz Quiz Fast? No, it's not. Do you know? I know of three. Well, I'm pretty sure there were three retro ones. There was the original arcade game, which I think was ported to a bunch of stuff. Then there was this Famicom exclusive, which is totally different from all the other ones. Oh, man. And I think there was a Splatterhouse 3, and then there was one that I personally think looks terrible for the Xbox 360. Um, it's like a 3D action-adventure game. Uh, that, is it, does it try to do the same style no. as this one? Uh-huh. This game is truly unique because, and we'll get into it, but Splatterhouse Wanpaku Graffiti, by the way, I'll explain what that mysterious name means in the Bliss Quiz, is its own thing. It's a spoof of horror as like much as David it's Pumpkins. Like he, David S. Pumpkins. Yeah, yes. he's his own thing. I'm David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> um, oh, Namco and Now Productions, who did a lot of things, and you also find out more about them in the Blizz Quiz. 1989. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, obviously, we have no prior experience with this game. Nope, I've had it for a couple years and always wanted Johnny to play it. That's and, the only uh, way I've heard it. of it, is that you've had yep. it and you've told me about it, and I never played it until today. Did I like it? Let's find out, Trevor. Uh, graphics, let's get into it. I don't know why I started doing that. I liked it. I feel like we're about to go to an adventure. What do you think about the graphics? 1989, 8-bit? Uh, overall, I loved it. You can definitely It definitely shows its age, though. Um, part of me kind of wished this was a... This is just out of sheer uh, want. That it was like that it'd be like a later NES title, because I think it would have really polished it up, just how it yeah. looks. It would have really benefited from that. But it still looks really good. It's got its own art style, which obviously I really dug a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters are really colorful and goofy and kind of kooky looking. And, man, I really, really enjoyed overall the look of this game, honestly. I thought it looked pretty good for a 1989 title, especially. But, uh, in interest of fairness, it does kind of look its age a little bit. I think it looks really good um, for an NES game, period. I mean, not as Famicom, but I'm going to probably just say NES from now on. Because that's what we can compare it to. Um, I will say we were playing, you know, on the Retro Trio, which is just standard definition hardware. Um, I've played it at home and it looks a lot better. Like, uh, oh, I bet it does. Like on the Retron five, for example, or yeah. any, any HD console. Um, it, it just has really good colors and everything's so beefy and chunky. Yes. Your character has so much character. Um, he really does. He's uh well, we, I guess we can explain the story. It's super brief. You said it starts a lot like, uh, Ghosts and Goblins, which it does. Yeah, it really felt, it really felt like that. But, but basically, uh, you're in a, a it's this the opening thing is this lady's out in a graveyard, uh, mourning the loss of her boyfriend or whatever or yeah. whoever that is, her significant other, and then he's brought back to life somehow with a mask. With a mask he's already wearing, which is creepy enough. Like, why did he? Like, it makes no sense. But <laughs> I think they're just playing on horror movie tropes there. Yeah. And so he's resurrected, and of course, the second he's resurrected. This giant floating pumpkin head <laughs> kidnaps her because yeah. in every Nintendo game in the early um, early 90s, late 80s, you have to kidnap the lady. And that's what happens here. Uh, and uh, you're off to save her. Yep. Your character is like, uh, he looks like Charlie Brown with a hockey mask. Basically, if Charlie Brown uh, was not one of those slasher movies. Yeah. Yeah. They're super deformed, like all the characters are, which... It's so great. Like, if you played the other Splatterhouse games, it's totally different. Yeah. They, um, the, this is definitely a game that prides itself on being a parody of horror movie tropes and stuff mm-hmm. uh, to the point where you'll definitely recognize what they're kind of mocking a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the second, the... I don't even want to say The fuck it's giving... It's on the first level. I don't want to give it Yeah, away. you know what? There's something cool that happens on the first level. Yeah. And I just think you need to experience it. Yeah. You'll know exactly what they're spoofing. The second yeah. it happens. And it's very appropriate for this time of the yes. year. But yeah, so they do a lot of things like that. And the enemies are creepy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the enemies are really creepy. A couple of them, I was like, oh, that's just nightmare yeah. fuel. Uh, so some wild, wicked designs in there. Uh, some very inventive boss battles, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. You got chickens shooting out of an yeah. oven. You got, you got to fight these chickens that are being cooked and they're shooting at you. Uh, that type of thing, uh, and of course you're fighting things like chainsaws and and uh, skulls and, and spiders and all the things you expect in a horror game. Like for example, the skeletons that are attacking you aren't just your basic eight bit skeletons; they're got a lot more detail and a lot bigger. Um, yeah, like they're I don't know everything's just got its. I think character. I think the graphics yeah. are super solid, especially for you know eighty nine. Um. But but I tell it, you I tell you this that's why I asked you if there were more and you made sure to tell me that not in that style yeah and that's what makes me sad yeah because I think like they can make an awesome they could have made an awesome one like on Super Nintendo or something. yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah for sure I would have loved that that would have been fantastic um, I would say the graphics are super solid but the character is through the roof yeah so that elevates it for me yeah for sure I agree with that completely uh, it's sense of style is what really sets it apart 
And the reason that's important is because if you're going for realism, uh, eventually that will not look good later on. Yeah. Uh, so thankfully this did not do that. That's true. The super deformed style works really well. Yeah. Um, Think of yeah. it almost as like a cute chibi type style of characters. Yeah. You know, with the big heads and the and the short stocky bodies kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, very much stylized. Uh, but I agree with you. Overall, graphics are very good, but what really helps it is its sense of character. Yeah. And uh, I'll do a quick run through of the way the levels progress in gameplay, but to me that goes into graphics as well, just how connected everything is. Yes. Uh, that part kind of reminded me of how Sonic 3 did. That's true. Uh, but I liked how this one did it as well. Like it, The levels were connected uh, in a very interesting way. Everything, you can imagine everything on one long line. Yeah. And it just makes sense that you're progressing from this place to this like, place. It's almost like it's trying to do like sequels to itself. Yeah. If, it's, if these were movies, but they took they started right where the last one left off. Do you want me to spoil something we didn't see about the ending? You want to save that for a gameplay? Sure. Okay. All right. So, uh, music and sound. Let's get into it. It's really good. It's been a it's been a, a bit since I've really really enjoyed the music of the games we played. I've had we've had some good ones like the uh, um, I'm blanking with the last Felix game. Was pretty Felix good. was pretty good. Uh, the Metroid for the pocket reviews was pretty oh, good, but more than pretty good for me. But but this one really hit me. I love this music. It does a decent job of setting a tone to it, yeah. which is kind of like a goofy, spooky type of tone. Yeah. It does a good job of that, so I really enjoyed the music here. And they have fun with it. Again, what we're not spoiling in the first episode, or the first level, yeah. they have some fun. The Towards the end of the game, the Camp Diamond Lake, like it's creepy and almost quiet, but then the music really picks up once you go in the house. Yeah. For a 1989 game, yeah, it's just got a super cool soundtrack. Um, it's... It's catchy, but manages to be a little bit creepy at the same time. Kind of like the game itself. It's mostly just cute, but a little bit creepy. It really reminded me of any time in a Mario game where you're at the ghost levels or whatever, how the yeah. music kind of does a little bit. I mean, it's totally different. Like, the Mario music is on its own level. But uh, kind of like that feeling it's trying to give you. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, I really like that aspect of it, for, for sure. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about the music because it's not complex. No. Um, and I don't know if every single level had its own music, but it, it changes did, quite a bit. It changes a lot, but it does repeat songs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is fair, but it's, yeah, it's a great soundtrack. For me, the music and graphics are right there hand in hand. They're just rock solid on a technical level, but also super charming. Yeah, really, so. get, really giving more character. Yeah. Which is pretty incredible. All right, so let's get into the major part of this gameplay. Let's get into it. All right. So this is a... uh, a, Hack and slash platformer? Yeah, that's literally what I was about to say. An action platformer, whatever you want to call it. You got your axe the whole time? You can get other weapons throughout the game. Yep. 
like a gun and such. But shotgun is the main one I saw. Yeah, I think there are others, but but you do get to keep. You always at least have a axe. a knife, axe, whatever it is. Yeah. And straight up, the thing that sets this game apart, and it stood out to me the first time I played it, and I wonder if it did to you, is this game has a rhythm to it that is not like your average hack and slash or beat 'em up. Really, all you're doing ninety nine percent of the game was whacking with your axe and jumping. But you don't just run and just whack and whack and whack. I'm yeah. trying to think of a joke there, but don't need to. Sorry. Um, bodily functions, there's a joke. Um, but it's about timing. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I played this game, I thought, this almost feels as much like an NES baseball game as it does an action game. Because you're swinging that axe, and you've got to have the good timing. And that's what it's all about. What did you think when you started? I agree with that, too. Uh, it's way more, especially on boss battles, for sure, because they're always sending stuff at you, and a lot of times yeah. you can hit that stuff. And if you get into a groove, like I would get in the grooves and I could really bat some stuff around, but the second like you get off that groove, you'll get hit a couple times. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. The You get out of the rhythm, you're going to get smacked around. Yeah. Uh, you can pretty much control how you jumped, which I very much appreciated. Yeah. But my only complaint with the controls was he kind of moves like a tank, which I think yeah. is on purpose probably. But, yeah, I think so. But it's really annoying sometimes when you're trying to hit, like, hit an enemy and not run into them at the same time. Because it's kind of, sometimes it gets yeah. a little tough to, to not do that. I kind of like how he controls, but I do know what you're talking about. Because I remember thinking the first time I played it, he just feels like a beefier character. Yeah. And I think it works really well. He doesn't control like Mario. No, no. Um, but you're also not asked to do the level of platforming in a Mario game either. It's That's pretty true. basic platforming. That's true, yeah. So I like the way he controls, but you're right, especially during the boss battles, you might wish he was a little quicker. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. Yeah, I think that was my main complaint. Um, but the overall difficulty of the game, I think, ramps up a lot more nicely than most NES or Famicom games. It certainly does. Uh, I mean, play that first level, and then <laughs> it'll just slowly start going up from there. And by the time you're swimming with sharks, literally, uh, yeah. you'll, be, you'll be screaming and cussing. Yeah, but that I appreciate that. Like, it doesn't start out screaming and cussing. It builds up to it. Yeah, it really does. I mean, you can be probably... Well, the boss, even in the second level, I think, was a little tough. The chickens are a little annoying. Yes. Um, and the third one was, too. But I think you could probably beat the first three levels if you just stick with it. Then it starts really getting hard with level four, I think. But, but. the game is forgiving in that uh, you get four continues... And each one of those will start you on the actual level that you're on. It won't send yeah. you all the way back unless you lo- use up all your continues. But this also has a password system yes. that's fairly easy. Like, it's only a four-digit password the system. easiest I've ever seen, I think. Yeah, like, I have a horrible, horrible short-term memory, and I remember the first one. Uh, yeah. So that's how short and easy they are. It's literally four digits, and they're just numbers, zero to nine. There's no letters. There's no capital or symbols. It's just... And so it's super easy if you just want to check out game FAQs to play any level you want to. They're literally just four-digit passwords, and you start at the start of the level. But when you die and you still have continues left, a lot of times you start on the screen you died on or close. Yes. So it's pretty forgiving, like I said. There's also a lot of health pickups. There's candy and hamburgers. Um, You're going to get hit a lot. I think it is one of those games where you have to truly master it to not get hit at all. Like, you're just going to get hit some. Like, I guarantee you there's people who have played this so much who are so good that can go through the game with barely getting hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's not us. <laughs> no. But you got candy and hamburgers. Yeah. 
And Candy, which is uh, maybe coming back in this episode a little bit later. Wink, wink. I think just to prove this, you know what? I think why, and and memories are coming back to me. I'm tired and worn out. It has been a long week. My God, they're trying to kill me at work. Take two. (laughs) But what I'm trying to say is, I do remember now, a couple years ago, what I really appreciated about the gameplay is that it's more skill-based than a hack and slash usually is. And the reason I can prove that is I remember when I played it a couple years ago, I made it to like level three pretty pretty easily. And I even made it to level four. I think that's where I finally gave up at the time. But today, I'm just slow. My reset flexes are slow. I'm slurring my words. Yep. And I just couldn't get the timing down. I'm concerned about you driving home. Exactly. <laughs> so it shows there's some skill involved because I just I wasn't able to do it today. Your butt's burning. My butt's burning. And honestly, was a little concerned about it. And then I remembered I had some super spicy ramen noodles before I came over here. And I drank the, the soup part, which I probably shouldn't have because they were super spicy. And so now you know that fact about me. Um... <laughs> I probably shouldn't get into this, but that's probably something you've never experienced because you don't like spicy food. <laughs> but you can eat food so spicy. I know that that's possible because I have done it before. hurts coming out. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. But speaking of hurting coming out, for me, the bosses do get pretty frustrating because yes. a lot of the bosses, there are some legit bosses, but some of them are like, for example, the boss fight where it's just a bunch of chickens coming out of the oven. It's like, oh my gosh, when are they going to stop? And because I was just kind of tired tonight, I was losing concentration. And if you get your rhythm off, those chickens are going to smack you around. I think a big uh, indicator of that is this one level where the boss is this lady just throws up spiders at you. Or they yeah. come out of her stomach or something. But she's first fine. Off her stomach like but a she's just, But she's just fine. Yeah. Uh, that's the one that I got in a rhythm. And then for whatever reason, I got out of the rhythm and got hit by like four or five spiders in a yeah. row. So that's yes. one that will really show that. But, so yeah, it does get tough, but it does ramp up. But just the creativity of it. Like, for example, you're jumping over sharks. And they're huge sharks, and they look cool. Like, that's cooler than jumping over turds or whatever you jump over in most games. <laughs> but, uh... You heard it here first. Jumping over a shark, much cooler than jumping over a turd. Everybody agrees. Yes. But I was saying that I really that's appreciate... That's why in Happy Days, uh, the Fonz didn't jump over a bunch of... A bunch of turds. He jumped a shark. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm just... I, everything I say is just intelligent. Everything. I, I was saying I really like how the levels flow. There's seven stages and they're all reasonable length. Like, none of them are super short. And they all fit the motif of yes. horror film. So, stage one is the graveyard, just like it sounds like. Stage two is, two is the cesspool of bile. <laughs> Which is basically a sewer level. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Uh, <laughs> quick note. Uh, this is translated... Like, this is English, but... Uh, it's How would you... Oh, yes. How would you word this? Um, there is no Japanese in the game, except for literally just the title. The All the dialogue in the game is English, despite the fact this is a Famicom-only game. Yeah. But it's if, not fleshed-out English. <laughs> right. It feels like it's... Was written in Japanese first, and then they loosely translated it into English. But it, it, it kind of, yeah, yeah. but to me, it really adds to its charm. I wish I'd taken a picture, but it's like cesspool was one of them. But I don't remember exactly how it went. Yeah, it's like it didn't quite make sense, but you know what they're saying. Yeah, it still blows me away that there's Japanese only games 
that are only in English. Yeah. But. Because there's no uh, English games that are just in Japanese. No, because no, this is not a patched game. This is just a cartridge. But so the graveyard, then you go to the cesspool, then Devil Town, which is pretty much what it sounds like. It's a town. Um, there's a secret stage called Trouble in Japan. I've never seen that. Diamond Lake, which is where you're jumping on the boardwalk, and there's the sharks. Yeah. And a really hard boss. Yes. Um, after this point, to be honest, we started using the passwords to see the rest of the levels. Well, they don't need to know that. Oh, sorry. I'm supposed to tell them. But I do want to say, as hard as it is, because you can use a password that you earn legit without cheating, and start back at the start of the level, I think the game's very beatable, including these tricky bosses. Yeah. We just wanted to see more levels to freshen us up before the review. Um, five is you go from Diamond Lake to Diamond Camp, and this is like a creepy outdoor setting, and then you end up in the cabins. Then you got Hill House Hill, which is like a mountain. You're climbing up a mountain, and then you end up in the final level, Stage 7, Hill House, which is appropriately titled. It's a giant mansion. Yep. Then there's another secret stage called Sands of Evil. have no idea what that is. Maybe that's that door you were talking about. I bet it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hell House continued. Um, yeah, we saw the final boss. We didn't beat him again. Not because we're not talented. We are, but just we're very. We kind of just ran out of time. I can't stress how talented we are. We have. So here's the controls right here. This is how simple the game is. D pad, move Rick. Oh, his name's Rick. Oh, okay. Start as pause. B is attack, and A is jump. There you go. Yep. Up enters doors. Yep. That's it right there. Uh, the only other twist is, and this is kind of cool. For the most part, it doesn't matter, but. As you kill enemies, it'll give you a number in the top left, like 0 of 20. And that means you got to kill 20 enemies and you'll level up, which means you get more health and it's permanent. So you can kind of go out of your way to kill extra enemies and you might level up a couple extra times during the game. Yeah. So that's cool. That's pretty neat. Uh, okay, what was the thing you said you were going to spoil? Oh, so apparently if we did beat the Pumpkin King, which we did not, you find out the whole thing was a movie. These are all movie sets. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Mario 3 kind of do that? I think, yeah, the whole thing was a play or a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it makes sense because most of these stages are kind of like movie sets. Yeah. So, yeah. I like that. That's pretty fun. And a lot less dark because I think the other Spider-House games are like your girlfriend gets murdered first thing or something like no, they're that. Trying, they're trying to be real hardcore scary. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anything else about this before we give our final scores? It is a simple game, so I think... I don't want to spoil anything else. Just I recommend. I don't it. either. I don't either. But that'll go into our final scores. I think if we go any more into that. So yep. final scores. That's a grand Antoine. I'll let you go first. And I'll actually look up to see what this is going for now. Uh, okay. I adore this game. I really liked it. I like the style. I like the character. I like the art style. I like the gameplay overall, except for the little tankish feel he has at times when you're fighting bosses. That's very annoying. Uh, and I did get frustrated playing this. However, I kept wanting to play this because I was having a good time. With that said, I recommend you trying to find this game. I hope it's not expensive. <laughs> Are there other ways to play it besides the film? Is, like is this the one you can oh, download? Oh, yes. Oh, thanks for saying that. So first of all, the game... It goes for pretty close to 40 bucks. Um, it just is what it is. 
I think I paid less than that, but like everything, it's just going up now. Yeah. But there's the, I think it's the Namcot collection, N-A-M-C-O-T, and uh, it has this game and a bunch of other games on it, and it's honestly almost worth it just for this. I'm going to look that up, because there's the Namco collection, but then there's the Namcot collection, I'm going to sound stupid here, but I think that's how it's spelled in Japan. Maybe. I'm going to go with that. So it has more Japanese-focused games. So here it is, Amazon.com, Namco. Caught in Namcot collection. It's probably pronounced Namco, but I'm. Yeah, you're idiot. looking at the Switch one. It's on Switch, thirty nine ninety nine, free shipping. How many games does it have? And it has Pac Man, Tower of Dro, Dro- <clears throat> Tower of Dro, Dro- God, buddy. <laughs> I need sleep. I'm sorry. Draga, Star Luster. Ooh, Star Luster. Mm. Oh man. Mm. Yokai Dokuchi. Give me that star. Dragon Spirit: The New Legend, which is a cool shoot 'em up where you fly as a dragon. Splatterhouse Wanpaku Graffiti, Galaga, Battle City, Family Jockey, Wagonland, and Quinty, and also, as a bonus, Pac-Man Championship Edition. I think that's well worth it. So you get a lot of games for 40 bucks. In fact, I kind of want to buy this, because there's some... Well, I've not even heard of some of these games. So yeah, these are all Famicom games, I believe. Alright. That's cool, yeah. So, uh, instead of paying 40 bucks for one game, you can pay 40 for multiple. I would do that. Namcot Collection. Namcot collection n-a-m-c-o-t all right uh so with that all being said uh, i do i do want people to play this i think it's a lot of fun i'm going to give this seven and a half i really liked it a lot i loved it i'll go back and play it again uh i do reckon i mean I, we liked it so much that we didn't want to spoil things for people yeah because i do think this is one that's kind of under the radar a little bit especially yeah. being that it was famicon only and unless you're like a hardcore gaming nerd, like a lot of us are who listen to this, I, I suppose, you may not have heard of it. But I am going to say, please play it. Seven and a half for me. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Uh, that's my score, seven and a half. And if you caught me on a really good mood day, the charm alone would probably bump it up to an eight. For me, it's a strong seven and a half. Yeah. It's a seven and a half on gameplay, graphics, and music easily. And Charm almost bumps it up to an 8. So, it's it's a great game. It's fun. It's a reasonably fair difficulty. It just... The only other thing I want to say is it makes me mad that we got so many lousy NES games here. But this genuinely fun, reasonably fair difficulty, rock-solid game... I think this game would have done really well here. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is there was just so many things Nintendo was afraid of being a licensing issue. Like in that first level, for example. Yeah, but it was... Uh... Man. I don't know. You can get away we with may spoofing. never know. You can get away with spoofing things. Well, not Nintendo. I guess it was Namco's decision, but I don't know. I don't understand. Um, I really wish it had come out over here, um, but it didn't. But yeah, seven and a half, and that's could be. I could be talked into an eight. I think it's that good. I could be too. So this yeah. is obviously Retro Blist approved. Yeah, uh, we both loved it. If you can have it away, we suggest you check it out. Uh, just even just to play that first level, <laughs> or find yeah. a vi- or if you're not only want to do that, find a video of somebody playing it and watch that first level, and you'll be like, oh, I need to play this, guarantee yeah. it. So, all right, Trevor, I think it's time for us to cut to a beautiful uh, commercial. Get ready for the most spectacular party ever! It's Kids Bop Halloween Party, backed with monster Halloween hits, sung by kids for kids. It's now the match. It's now the monster match. Kids Bop Halloween Party has all your favorite Halloween hits, plus the brand new Kids Bop original song, Halloween Party. Spooky scene at my Halloween party. 
Halloween party available everywhere. Oh, nice, nice. That's a product I must have. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, do we have any of the... Uh, we do have fan, fan feedback. feedback. head to Facebook and uh, I really do enjoy interacting with everybody there um, I read every single post I respond to everything um, so interact with us <laughs> and it's been a little few weeks because we ended up covering uh, something else instead I think yeah we had our weeks conf- due to because uh, you went to the- that's right we covered Sonic yeah. I don't know we did something anyways Splatterhouse uh, Wampaku Graffiti on October 4th, I posted about it. On Facebook, we have a few comments. Timmy Mac said, Though loving Splatterhouse, I hadn't heard of this until recently. It's only on Namco Museum Archives Volume 1, and that's where I played the book of it. Hmm. So I, that might be something else than what we were talking about. Excellent platformer. Beat him up with some great humor. If you haven't, check this one out. Douglas DeLecky Jr. said, I have a copy of this. It's pretty great. Goofy as all get out, though. Daniel Chavez says, never heard of this, but interested in it just by the cartridge art alone. I agree. The cartridge art looks great. Yeah, the cartridge art is amazing. And mine has these extra stickers on it that I'm not sure if this is something somebody did or if it's just part of it, but I love it. Um, He says, I say let it rise from the tomb only to have the official voices of all retro gaming run it back into obscurity. I don't think we'll... Well, yeah, we probably will. Yeah, we will. We're like (laughs) anti-hop. So what do we have on Instagram? If you go to RetroBliss at Instagram, Trevor does a pretty good job there. <laughs> I would say a great job, but Instagram it's, hates us. It's not great anymore, yeah. Uh, Mr. Michael Thompson, never heard of this, but it seems from the art that Kirby ate the Splatterhouse guy or Jason Voorhees. Please tell me it's one of those two. It is. <laughs> it is. Uh, the real Dire 51, it's on the Switch now. Thank you. Uh, cartoonist Aaron, or buddy, said, What? <laughs> and Jerry Terrifying ah. said you're going to love this oh really awesome game but a bit on the easy side he also said Metroid Zero Mission was crushingly easy basically yeah Jerry for crying out loud it is on the easy side compared to most 8-bit action platformers Jerry I, I think that's refreshing Jerry I like you but you know not all of us are as good as you at games I beat it the first time I played it Good lord. But it's worth playing through every now and then. Yeah, he probably... <laughs> so Metroid Zero Mission, he also beat the first time he played it. And Jerry, terrifying, would love you. Ah. But he played it four and a half hours straight, nonstop. I don't think I've ever played a game four and a half hours straight, nonstop. I guarantee you I, I don't have. have the mental capacity to. I, I'm more than... I guarantee I've either played yeah. a Halo or a Bioshock. That Maybe way. an online game. Well, I don't know. Anyways, I'm just saying, not all of us are gods. <laughs> it can beat a game the first time we try it. But you're right. It is much easier than your average game of this type. Yeah. Personally, I don't find it too easy, and I did not beat it the first time I played it. Obviously, but, I didn't. No, <laughs> <laughs> click, click, click. All right, so that was our fan feedback. We very much appreciate all of you. Now it's time for everybody's favorite game show, The Blish. Quiz. Quiz.
usually alternate. Uh-huh. I want to do all my questions at one time just to test okay. you see how you do. So, do you want to go first and do all yours first, or do you want me to do mine first? I can do mine first. Okay. And for some reason, I didn't know if you were going to have a normal Blitz quiz, so I did four questions instead of three, so you get a bonus. Okay. So, Johnny. Yes. Which of these is... <clears throat> all right. Which of these games did now productions not develop? So now productions who developed this game got you has done a lot of work. Which of these did they not develop? Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu, Adventure Island two and three, Mario Superstar Baseball, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. What was the first one again? Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu, which is the one we covered with yeah, uh, a game oh. of Dave. Oh man. All those have a, feel like they could because of the style those games are in. Uh, Would you like them again? No, I'm going to go Mario Baseball. No, you're close. It was Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. So yeah, the Jackie Chan game we played, Adventure Island 2 and 3. But that makes sense, right? Because yeah. they have their own style and stuff to them. Yeah. So that's zero for you so far? Yep. Doing good. So here we go. What does one Paku Graffiti translate to? All right. A, ugly painting. <laughs> B, naughty graffiti. Oh. C, bloodless drawings. That's it. Uh, A. No, it's naughty graffiti. That's what I wanted it to be. Yeah. <laughs> so it Zero for two, doing good. Yeah, doing great. All right. So here's a good one. The TurboGrafx-16 port. Now this is Splatterhouse, the serious one, the arcade yeah. game. The TurboGrafx-16 port of Splatterhouse had a fake parental advisory warning printed on the front of the box that said, the horrifying theme of this game may be inappropriate for young children and blank. So is it inappropriate for young children and parents, cowards, nuns, or stuck-up politicians? Nuns. Cowards. Ah, dang it. I always pick the one I want it to be. So, lucky for you, your chance to get one question right. The last one has nothing to do with the game. All right, good. According to Insider.com, the most unhealthy Halloween candy is A, Smarties, B, Reese's, or C, Twixt. I hope it's Twixt, because that's the one I don't eat. Twixt. That's right. Oh, thank goodness. But. The other ones are healthy as can be. So, Smarties are the smartest choice, which makes sense, because they're nothing. Yeah. All my favorite ones besides Twix were like numbers two through four. Yeah. Reese's, Snickers. Yep. Yeah. There you go. All right, Trevor. Good job, John. You got one. All right, Trevor. I'm going to test your horror movie knowledge. Oh, God. And I assume your horror movie knowledge is the same as mine, as in we don't watch those. Not really, no. Okay. So what I did is I looked up uh, what is easy, and I can't stress this enough, easy horror movie trivia. That's literally what I put into Google. That easy, doesn't sound family friendly. It was easy. So I guarantee you these are questions that if anybody who's into horror movies are going to yell at you if you don't know the answer. Okay. All right. So that's how this is. Uh, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Trevor, in the movie Halloween. Okay. What famous actor's mask does Michael Myers wear? William Shatner. Boom, you got one. I knew that because I like Star Trek. All right, you got that one. All right. Number two. What color is Freddy Krueger's sweater? You don't get any options. You have to know it. Green. And? Yellow? Green and red. Oh, that Ooh, makes sense. Sorry, oh. sorry. All right. What horror film got 10 Academy Award nominations? 
Wow. You know, I can give you one clue. Okay. It's an older one. I don't know if this counts as horror, but um, Psycho? No, The Exorcist. Oh, that's what I should have said, yeah. All right, Trevor, number four. You, you got one of them. You got more than I thought you would. Number four. I got the first two right, I think. No, you missed the no, second yeah, one. No, yeah, never I'm an idiot. <laughs> number four. Which horror film had the tagline, In space, no one can hear you scream? I know this. Uh, aliens or Alien? You got to pick one of the two. Alien. Boom, you got ah. it. Nice, nice. All right, Trevor, what, this is your last one. What is the name of the camp in Friday the 13th? Chris, camp Crystal Lake. Bam! Oh, yeah. You did it, you did it. You got three out of Better five. Better I think Retro Bliss helped me with some of those. <laughs> uh, side note, I know the Aliens is considered one of the greatest movies of all times. All times? <laughs> yeah, of all times. And I actually do want to watch it. It, part of the reason is super nerdy because Metroid was super inspired by it. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I want to watch it. All right. So uh, if you do not like chewing on the... <laughs> Why would you? Uh, people chewing on a microphone, uh, now's your time to see us later. <laughs> because we are going to try some different candy and we're going to decide which candy... <laughs> is the worst candy. And this is how we're going to do it. Um, we are going to... Uh, I've We've went out and procured <laughs> some candy that a lot of people claim is the worst candy for Halloween. Oh, great. So that's what we've got here. Uh, we're going to try a piece of each one, and we're going to score it on how much we like it to 100. Okay. Or no, which would be easier, to 10 or to 100? Which one would you rather? Because you're going to be the one Probably 10. That. All right, to 10. Tim being, we really liked it. Zero being absolutely disgusted by it. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I got a pin around here somewhere. I see it. Yeah, that'll work. All right. Trevor, I got the bucket here. Um, let's let's do this one first because it's sticking out. The Tootsie Roll. Yeah, that's a classic. The Tootsie Roll. If you could open this while I write down the word Tootsie Roll. I've heard a lot of people complain about the Tootsie Roll. And it's been probably years since I've had one. I'll spoil that I didn't used to hate them. So we'll see how it fares. I'll just break me off a little piece here. Oh, God, I'm making it look worse. <laughs> I twisted it to break a piece off. It looks like... It looks like turd now. It does look like the thing you said wasn't fun to jump over. All right, let's try a bite. Right. I don't see the hate for the Tootsie Roll. To me, it tastes like chocolate milk. I can see that. I mean, I'm not going out on a way for it. I don't hate it, though. At all. I don't like it. I'm going to go five. Trevor's giving it a five. I'm going to give it a three. You're probably more in line with most people. I remember hating it more, though, when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So, it's all right. All right, the next candy. This is the part I hate, though. This takes me forever to chew this stuff. Yeah, all these candies are chewy. It's going to be a while. Oh, I've never tried one of these. I always thought they looked terrible. Circus Peanuts. Soft candy. Trevor, you can open it, and I'm going to wrap this down. These are these fluffy orange peanuts you see in stores all the time. They're not real peanuts. Spoiler alert. 
I never wanted to try these. To me, they look like foam. I think I feel like I've had one once. Smell it. It's got a weird, very little smell. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god, that's awful. What is that? I couldn't taste. Oh, I do not like that. The material was so weird. Not a fan. Oh. What flavor is that supposed to be? Bubble gum. I mean, it doesn't say it, but it tastes like bad bubble gum. It does. It does. You're right. Why would a circus peanut taste like bubble gum? I thought it would have like a peanut flavor. Mm, no, it's definitely bubble gum. And the texture is so weird. What do you What do you get? That's weird. I know it's going to get worse than this. <laughs> mm, three, but that is really generous. I'll go three. Nah. Two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm also going to give it a two. Ugh. All right. I yeah. did not like that. All right. Next up, Ugh. let's do candy corn. Oh, no. <laughs> I've only had this once in my life. I was a kid, and I did not like it. But, hey, it's been decades. Let's see if I change my mind. Spoiler alert. Uh, I love candy corn. Let's do it easy for you, then. There, you get three of them. I'll eat them all. Huh. This is a seven for me all day long. Okay, this is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think I've got to have one more for science. Mm -hmm. This is way better than the peanut. Oh, yeah. I do not like the texture. It, like, falls apart in your mouth. Mm -hmm. But it tastes buttery. Yeah. I'll go for it. It's twice as good as the peanut. There you go. All right. Next up will be... Dots. And I love gummies, but everybody makes fun of these. I don't know if I've had them. I probably have at some point. Dots. They sell these in movie theaters a lot, don't they? Yeah. I saw a, a list making fun of these. Ooh, a red one right on top. Oh, man. There better be two red ones in there. There you go. Sweet. And a pink one. No, what's the pink one? Usually, I mean, strawberries. Usually that's what I go for. So, I love gummies, but these get made fun of. Ooh. The red is fruit punch. What's wrong with these? They're made by Tootsie. So, like... They're kind of low rent gummies. Yeah. But the flavor's good. I don't mind these. In fact, I'd eat that. I'd eat all those. I want to see what the lemon tastes like. That's how you can really tell how the candy is. These are fine. What are people complaining about? I like them. I have a boss. I really do love gummies. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, lemon's good. I'm giving this a six. I would chew on these on the theater. Make everybody hear me chew. <laughs> six sounds good, yeah. They're not the best gummies, but they're fine. Yeah. So loud. Okay. Oh. Sorry, these do take a lot to chew, though. <laughs> yeah. See what you need. Man, I really like those dots. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'm totally gonna eat a box after this. Yeah, those aren't bad at all. We're ending on this. Yeah, fair that. Uh, yeah, let's do. Still... Yeah, let's do nerds. Nerds. These used to be so popular. They came in those little tiny boxes. Yep. Little fun pack boxes. This is not a fun pack box. 
but it was just a dollar. Nice. From what I remember, nerds are literally clumps of sugar. Yep. But we'll see. Oh, they're smaller than I remember. Holy crap. They don't even try to give them a shape. All right, probably better just put them in your hand. All right. That's probably more than you wanted. In they go. Nerds. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's a pack of punch. Pure I'm getting, sugar. I'm getting old. I can't handle super saccharine stuff. I can't either. All right. Ingredients. Dextrose, sugar, corn syrup. All right, I tell you this. If I was a kid, this would get like eight or a nine. Yeah. But uh, a man hurtling toward his 40s. <laughs> oh. I, I didn't care for it. I'm buying into it. It's too much. Yeah, yeah, I bit into the mine. I if you're a kid, great. It's a box of sugar. Um, ah, I'll probably go th three. That's what I was going to give it as well. All right, last but not least. This one tops a lot of these worst candy lists. We are going to do... Oh, boy. <laughs> good and plenty. I didn't even know what good and plenty was till the other day, and now I know it. I don't want it. Yep. It's licorice candy. So they're purple and white in color. I never would have thought it was licorice. Licorice, just so everybody knows, is something Trevor and I both hate. I don't understand how licorice hard candy can be any good, because licorice is bad. I want to go back to the dots so bad, because those were good. Well, I don't know if the red and white are different. Probably not. It took me a lot to get a red one out. All right, I got a red one. Oh, there's pink ones as well. Maybe that's just a pink. I'm supposed to chew it or just suck on it. You can chew it. It already tastes bad. Oh, yeah, it is chewy. It's not good. Ugh. I don't like it. I'm trying to decide oh. if I don't, if I hate it more than a circus peanuts or not. I think I do. I'm going to try pink one. I don't think it's going to change the flavor. No. <laughs> it licorice is a nasty flavor. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't like it. All right, that's getting a... Should I give it a zero or a one? That's what I'm trying to decide. Why did I give it the peanuts? A two? You gave it a two. Was that my lowest one? Yep. Wow. I'm giving it a one. Because it's chewy, and I like chewy, but the flavor's not good. Yeah, I think you talked me into a one. I'm just going to give it a zero. All right, Trevor, if you can add these up. Uh, well, I can do this. I don't know why I'm asking you to do it. They're pretty low numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is only just two numbers. Like <laughs> Trevor, could you do five plus three for me? <laughs> Twenty-seven. All right. Yeah, the good plenty was definitely my least favorite. Candy corn. I was a little surprised um, that by the butter flavor, like I didn't remember the flavor being good, but I still don't like the consistency. All right. So yeah. Final scores. Tootsie roll. Our, what I did is I went through and added our two scores together. Okay. All right. And obviously the one that had the lowest scores one we didn't like the most. Mm -hmm. Tootsie Roll got an eight. Okay. Circus Peanuts, a four. Yep. Candy Corn, an 11. Oh, wow. You really bumped that one there. Dots, a 12. Oh, thank goodness. I thought Candy Corn was going to win. Nope. Nerds, a six. 
Yeah. I think the nerds were going to get a pushback, God, because people do like nerds. Yeah, I did when I was a kid. I loved, I really liked them. That's just so much sugar. I can't do it now. Uh-uh. Uh, good and Plenty, a two. Ouch. So, as no surprise to me, a Good and Plenty is the one we hated the most. Good and Plenty, the worst candy to get for Halloween. Do not get these for people. That's how this How's this? Is, uh, answer us this. If you like licorice, why? <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, why? I know you can explain taste, but explain. Yeah, explain. <laughs> well, that was fun. I want to eat another one of these dots. I know, I was just thinking the same thing. I guess I'll try the yellow one. Yellow one's good. There's nothing wrong with dots. Why do people make fun of these? Mm, not. Like Maybe they're old-fashioned. I guess because they're kind of waxy. They're kind of waxy. But uh, this was our special retro blist. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> it's very chewy. <laughs> we appreciate all use. Trevor, do we know what game we're covering next for Pocket Reviews? Pocket Reviews is your game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Daffy Duck. What's the full title? Daffy Duck. Uh, no, <clears throat> good gosh. It's a comedy title. I don't know what that looking at. Daffy Duck. It's on the Game Boy Color. <laughs> Daffy Duck, keep keep chewing on the microphone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daffy Duck, quack a smash. <laughs> mm. Game Boy Color. It is called Foul Play. Daffy, That's it. Yep. Daffy Duck, Foul Play. Play along with us. That'll be the next pocket review. And then the next main episode is Super Metroid. That's right. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for this. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate all you listeners, all you blisters out there. Thank you for everything. He's Trevor. I'm Johnny. Have a. I hope you had a. I keep wanting to say have a because it's not Halloween yet as we're yeah. recording this. But be safe. <laughs> Boo. <laughs>